Hi, this is Melody. And I'm Tara. And this is Skip Shuffle Repeat, a podcast about compact memories in jewel cases. We're exploring music and friendship through the artifact of CD. Join us as we revisit the sounds that shape our lives. All right. Well, uh, hi, Tara. Hello. How, uh, how's it going? <laughs> you know, it's good. Things it's good. are great. Yeah. This time I have the candle going. Uh, it smells really lovely. Uh, this oh, is yeah. happy hour. It smells like fresh cocktails, good music, and laughter. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that's good. So I got that for her in, in case uh, the fans want to know. That mm-hmm. was a gift. Saw it and I thought Tara needs this. Yeah. For the podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Uh, all right. So this is episode two of like a hundred million podcasts we're going to do. It's going to be great. Yeah. yeah. Confirmed a hundred million <laughs> on the schedule. So yeah. Uh, what, uh, what'd you think about my pick this time around? Well, what's funny, I think when I opened it is that I realized I'd never listened to this album start to finish, not a single oh. time ever. So wow. I put it out and I was like, oh, I recognize this cover. And I was like, oh, I know a couple songs, but I did not have any context for the majority of the album. So I was like, yeah, this is, this is good. Plus it's the era that I um, was hoping we would cover on the pod. So I was excited. Yeah. Do you want to tell everyone what the CD was? Yeah. Oh my God. The CD is Garbage by Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Self-titled. <laughs> garbage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm actually, I don't know why I'm kind of intrigued by the fact that you have never heard it. I... Mm-hmm. When I, I mean, obviously you have it, you, you can look at how many times I listened to it. When I listened to it for this, I was like, oh my God, I know every word to every song still. And that was the, like, the, like, like I was jamming out. It was just like a flood of memories. Basically. (laughs) I picked this uh, particular one in, out of my collection, I think because of yellow jackets, Mm. Season two has uh, released. I think when I picked it, it was like season two was just starting and I was rewatching season one and I was like, damn, the 90s lady music in this uh, TV series is fucking great. Uh, Angry alternative rock ladies from the 90s. And uh, does it even exist still? Is this like type of music still around? Yeah. I think the vibe that they're capturing is still around, but it's in a different style. Uh, what'd you think about it? First time listening all the way through. I liked it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that means you didn't love it. Great, great. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. No, it was very nostalgic. Like it reminded me of uh, an era where I was watching a lot of MTV. Um, yeah. And so like, what was it? Total request, like TRL and just watching music videos and mid nineties angst. Um, and it captured a lot of like the themes that they use that I was like, oh, that's so nineties. Like, <laughs> so that was fun, but yeah, I liked it. There's, I was surprised. Um, one song in particular, I was like, Dan, I like this song a lot. Uh, well, two of them that I hadn't heard or didn't remember and two of their like huge hits are on this album so yeah um I think there there's only in my mind there's only like three garbage hits in general now some fans out there of garbage might be like I'm sorry what (laughs) (laughs) but um this is definitely one of those bands that I listened to the first album and then I never did again. Like I never, mm. I never, whatever they did after this, Melody does not know. Mm-hmm. I did not carry on and continue to purchase and consume their music. Um, so like, you know, when, when I get mad at people are like, oh, Radiohead, that's that band that had that creep song. I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> 
that's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there may be some uh, garbage fans out there that are like, how dare you? Yeah. But in my mind, they have three hits and two of them are on this album. Okay. Yeah. What are they? Which which ones? Only Happy When It Rains. Oh, yes. That one. That little jammer. Yep. Got it. That is a classic. I think that is the song that got them like on the radio. I remember the video even, um, the music video. Mm-hmm. And then I believe that Stupid Girl is the other one yeah and then if we want the the third is not on this album it's on the romeo and juliet romeo plus juliet yes mm-hmm. soundtrack number one crush yeah which while not on this album and i probably shouldn't mention it i think is maybe my favorite song by them yeah of all yeah. time yeah well and it's um from what i read it's contemporaneous with the album like it was written at the same time it just didn't it was. make the album so it's I think it's fair to include it here as um a, a bonus track if you will of the album yeah because this album came out in 1995 and number one crush comes out in 1996 on that soundtrack yeah so they're they're basically same thing yeah yeah I agree the first time I when I listened to this I was in my glorified like dressing room. It's our spare bedroom that doesn't have a bed. You have and a dressing so, room. I do. And so um you're like a fancy queen. <laughs> no, but I like to come in here and just like this is where I have my sits. Like I will just sit in my chair and just like be around in the space and the yeah. Uh, anyway, so I listened to this CD in my favorite space and um got to turn it up really loud because there was nobody else home. And it turned the way to into, do it for sure. Turning it loud, I think it's the way to do it. Yeah. It turned into like a little dance party. And I, um, I, one of the feelings that I had, um, was that it really captured this, like being in a dark club with like that fake fog or whatever, <laughs> like, you know, like not like in a dance club, but like in a, like in a gritty grunge club. Um, yeah. and I felt that in the music and that was fun. And so then I was dancing like I was in that space it was good yeah were you at all a fan of garbage like at the time even obviously you didn't listen to the album but like did you like like and know the hits at least yeah yeah I did um Supergirl I like a lot and number one crush I liked a lot only happy when it rains I thought was gimmicky and even listening to it on the album it sounds the most produced um, like her voice is a little bit different yeah uh, like the timbre's off and like it's it does not make the top five which we will discuss later yeah it doesn't make it and I'm like the, the one song that they that was like the song I feel like that's you know they're, they're it's like a poppy song it basically it's like the one yeah. that got them out to everybody but it's not the best one for sure mm-hmm. no but thinking about first listen I looked up you know, like what songs were on what media. And I was really excited to see that there was a song on Daria uh, at episode three of the first season of Daria, which is a animated show that we love. Everyone should already know about <laughs> MTV, Daria, uh, animated show about an angsty teenage girl and her friend and family. Mm-hmm. What song was it? queer yes so it made me want to watch that episode to see what context it's in but I love Daria and this album is the right vibe for that so I probably heard that then um but I think I probably I mean Romeo and Juliet like you said Romeo plus Juliet yeah but it was a big milestone and so I mean I think I saw that movie in the theater 50 times had that poster of the beloved <laughs> Leo when he's getting out of just, bed. Just Leo. Yeah. And he's got his like white boxer shorts on, <laughs> you know, you know, the scene. I know um, the scene. I didn't realize there was a poster. There was I a love, poster. I love that, that they were like, we know who our audience is. Yeah. Yeah. Teenage girls who want to see. Yeah. And the sun's like shining in the window oh. and <laughs> it's like hitting his necklace and he's kind of leaning over and his eyes are all sultry. But- that scene in that movie is like 
I mean, it still gets me. It brings me back to being a like 16 year old girl, you know, it's like all the like high school uh, feelings, hormones, drama. I remember it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where number one crush comes in is like, yeah, it's where we all fell in love with them for a, a minute. <laughs> yeah. I actually um, got into this album before number one crush. Um, in picking this, I, I was thinking about, so in, in high school, I had um, two like best friends who were very opposite of each other. They were, one was like the head cheerleader and the straight A student. She was the valedictorian. She was in band, like she did everything, right? She was that, the, that person that like did all the things. And then my other best friend was the like the gothy kind of girl, the like chill, definitely alternative dark vibes kind of uh, person that did more like photography and writing and all that. And she and I hung out the most. Uh, her name is Susie. Hi, Susie, if you're out there. And at this time, I remember very specifically that we had this like, her album was this one. It was Garbage. And my album was Poe. Hello. And it was like our soundtrack, mm-hmm. both personally, but together, right? Because it was like, we listened to it together. We listened to both of them together, but it was very much like, oh, that's you. And oh, this is me. And so, yeah, like every time I listen to it, I, I think about her and I think about that time when like we hung out and and how we viewed like very specifically music uh, and musicians as like someone who's expressing who we were in that moment, right? And we could really like grab onto that. I was excited to to pull this one out. I was like, you know what? Let's really dig into high school years melody. But this is my best friend's album. Like this is her. This is like mm-hmm. if she were like, I don't know if she would still say that, but at the time, if I were talking about her then, someone was like, hey, what's the album that is Susie's album? I'd be like, boom, garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go. <laughs> I know it. Let's listen to it. Let's have a good time. So, yeah. I love that. Uh, yeah, I we can talk about the CD. Like, I, like, looking at the CD, I was both impressed with, like, age and still, like, very playable and very in good shape, you know? Yeah. But also, obviously, worn and, like, used and a little kicked around. Kicked around. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's an accurate description. Like the case is cracked, but um but intact. Yeah, and you got I mean there's definitely some scuffs on the disc, but it played perfectly. Like there was nothing wrong with it. Um, yeah. It was well I was loved. concerned. That's the reason why I think I you know, kept like like restarting it. And it's like I have to finish this CD because I was like there's so many scuffs. I might get halfway through and it's like oh, it's not playable. <laughs> Uh, but there was nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Well, you know, great. definitely a lot of scratches. There's a lot of a lot of lives lived of this CD, but still going strong. Mm-hmm. It yeah. passes the sound check. Yeah. What'd you think about the liner notes? I love that I had the liner notes. I love that they're a little fluffy on the outside. Mm-hmm. But as I was looking at them, I was like, there's a lot of pictures on there that are cheesy and kind of like. A little too staged, a little just, it doesn't feel natural. It feels weird. It feels very, very of the moment MTV vibes of like, we need to be noticed that this is a mm. thing. Um, I thought the choice of not doing full lyrics and only doing like a, a segment, like the chorus basically or whatever, like instead was a really interesting choice. Mm-hmm. I was bothered by it. <laughs> oh, see I liked it okay well talk to me about it yeah here's the thing so because again like I didn't have a full memory with the album of listening to it and knowing all the words at any point in my life like I knew the hits and I could sing most of the words to those but um a lot of the songs were just frankly new to me and so I like the first listen I just listened to the music didn't look at the liner notes at all and had my dance party you know and jammed out and on the second listen I pulled out the 
the liner notes, I was like, okay, I want to follow along and like get into what they're talking about. And that's when I discovered I got two sentences and then they were like, yeah, they're like, we're not going to give this to you. Figure it out. Yeah. And so, you know, then I was like, okay, well, what's the, what's the strategy here? Like, is it cost savings or is it like intentional to be, you know, to force people to like, here's a nod to the context, but listen more closely and you'll hear the words, you know? Yeah. So I'm rolling my eyes because like, it's a little (laughs) annoying, but like, it also worked, you know, I heard a couple of the, I read the, the words as I was listening to it. And then I was like, tapped into that my that part of my brain was activated to listen for the words and so then I could hear them more clearly as the song went on but I still wanted to read the whole thing <laughs> so <laughs> I mean I do you think that it was a choice or do you think that they were like like what what decision making do you think was behind that do you think it was because they were like no just figure it out I think that's a very 90s angst, you know like a very like listen yeah spoon feeding you you just figure it out guys yeah Um, well I think that in that time there was like um in the early 90s I a lot of the CDs that I remember would have most of the like production info rather than the full lyrics so you were either doing one or the other like you'd have the title and then you'd have the writer and then whoever the you know extra vocals were and whoever sampled or you know all the different it was really about the production of the of the song rather than the words and then you'd have these artists a lot country and more genres that were really focused on the lyrics of songs um they would include full lyrics and so I think you did have a mixed bag but I don't remember seeing any that just gave you a teaser you know yeah I I mean I I wrote it down because I was like I'm and not only did I write it down, I talked to people the day that I listened to it. It was like looking at the liner notes and whatever. I had friends show up and I was like, did you guys know? And interestingly, a couple people who are around my age were like, yeah. And like got excited that I, I noticed it and mentioned it. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. That was a thing. Like, like they remembered then from then that they didn't have the full lyrics. And I was like, weird. I was expecting full lyrics and I just know. Yeah. realizes I may have realized it when I was younger and just forgot but yeah I was definitely in a, in a remembering of like whoa who does this this is weird and like, I kind of like it so did like your it. friends have an opinion about we didn't get into it oh. I, I yeah I didn't I was like oh you're excited that's cool let's move on but yeah. <laughs> please uh message us with your opinion on uh whether or not it was uh intentional as in try to figure it out listen to the music better or if they were like we're cheap and it's not that because it's a full thing yeah there's like three pages they had enough room yeah that's why i think to do it they very specifically like they chose to only give you a snippet that was their intention and they could have done nothing i have seen liner notes where they're like we don't no, we're not giving you anything. Yeah. Um, and I've seen the full, I, I, I don't know of another album that has done this where they do like, when you look at it at a glance, you're like, oh, I've got, I've got the, the lyrics. But then when you start listening to, you're like, oh no, wait, these are too short and this is too long. And like, nope. Yeah, definitely not. I think what's even more interesting is that you get a snippet, but there's, their lyrics are not, I'm sorry, garbage, but like, there's not like a lot going on in their songs. What? This one? What drives you on? What drives you on can drive you mad. A million lies to sell yourself is all you ever had. Can't believe you fake it. All you had, you wasted. You stupid girl. You stupid girl. You stupid girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think the lyrics... the lyrics are not what you go to this album for what you go to this album for is the jam out you know the like what is this pose that she's doing (laughs) on the back I like this this photo I'm into where they're all making like goofy faces and goofy faces yeah fingers like pulling different um aspects of their isn't there a picture where she's just like her hair is down it might be underneath the cd where it's literally just her with her hair. She's like leaning over and her hair yeah. is like, what is and that? 
that's a very like Alanis Morissette vibe to me. Like that's what that looks like to me. That is a very 90s vibe for sure. But But it's, it's like cliche 90s vibe. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I mean, we can. She's wearing a pleather jumpsuit in this too. Like, I mean, I wish I could pull off a pleather jumpsuit. This is full on. She's in an alley. So <laughs> yeah, but the back one, the back photo, they're they're doing that weird like uh you know band album thing where they're all like spaced out, <laughs> social distancing with your bandmates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they didn't know what social distancing was then, but they were like, listen, I can't get near you. I gotta be my own person, but we're yeah. together. And she's doing like uh America's Next Top Model pose where she's got like her hips thrusted forward. Yeah, it's like so, she looks awkward. She yeah. does not look comfortable. She does not look badass. She does no. not look, she just looks weird. Mm-hmm. Like, like she's uncomfortable, which is not what you want to present as the lead. No, band. but it does also like validate again, what angsty teenage girls were feeling. They felt uncomfortable. They, you know, yeah. they wanted to throw their head over and have their hair head hang in their face and and pull their skin off like it was all replicating that same energy yeah and I will say like that is listening to this album I am it's just like it so resonates with angsty teenage melody you know she's still there she's still living in there and when I hear (laughs) this music I'm like yeah like it's so (laughs) awkward and uncomfortable but like maybe a little trying too hard you know maybe like a little too like no I'm too good for this kind of Mm -hmm. vibe that you have to give off you feel like you have to give off yeah navigating the expectations of like gender conformity and um being living up to who you're supposed to be quote unquote and like you know you're also going through puberty and like navigating all that and like it's just a weird time to be alive in general on this so it's all wrapped up into this like mixed emotions and poorly written lyrics and, <laughs> and, you know yeah but it's like poorly written lyrics but something that I vibe with so much to this day <laughs> yes. I mean there there are a few songs where I'm like it's just a fun rager song you're just like I'm mad but I'm also like want to jump around and kind of be cute it's like a mad cute mm-hmm. can you be mad cute is that a thing <laughs> I'd be mad cute and like it's so good. You just want to like turn it up and literally, yeah, be an angsty teenager again and like jump around your room and like scream. Yeah. I have been, I have been like singing these lyrics out loud for a while. It's been fun. My neighbors are probably like, what, what is happening down there? <laughs> I'm like, you like it. Come down and join. The dream of the nineties is alive in Melody's apartment. <laughs> right. Always, always. Because I mean, the where are they now? They're still doing their thing. Well, I that's the thing. I don't know. I it looked like they had like five albums mm-hmm. that were in kind of a quick quick-ish succession, like maybe a 10-year span. And then I think they had a break. And I don't know if they've yeah. done anything together since then. There was and rumors of like fights during the last album. I don't really know. I thought that they went on tour recently because I had friends oh. who I thought saw them. Hmm. But them might be her, right? I don't know. It's like she's definitely out and about in the industry. Like I think she was on some kind of like panel discussion at some music thing. And so she might have performed there as well. So I think you're right. Probably like just pre-pandemic hmm. kind of era. Hmm. But did you ever see them live? I did not. I didn't see live music at that time. Uh, Susie, garbage Susie. Yeah. She got me tickets, front row tickets to see uh, White Zombie for my birthday. And then my stepmother, she was like, no. And I was like, but it's front row tickets that my friend got me. And I remember coming back into high school like you know the f- Monday after the weekend of the concert and so many people had gone I went to a small small high school so like you know everybody everyone was like there was like a, an energy level in the place where like you could tell that everyone walking in was just 
stoked about talking <laughs> about the show that they went to and like where they were at and the favorite songs, blah, blah. And I was, I just felt very left out and sad, mm. which is a high school feeling for sure. But I was like, but I, I could have, I could have been one of those people. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, so I have not seen her, uh, them because I did not see music at the time. And this music is very much of a time and place for me. I don't, I didn't, as I said, I didn't carry on. I didn't listen to future albums of the ones that you mentioned and listen to zero. That's not true. I think the second album they did, I gave it like a one-off listen, but didn't, didn't buy it, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, never see them. I kind of would like to now. I wish that I went to like a like they were at some music festival that I was at and like be like, ooh, garbage. Check it off the list, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it'd be fun to to see them live just again for that nostalgia factor and a little yeah. fun festival dance party. But um, no, I have not, nor is it a priority. <laughs> so <laughs> likely will never happen. I wish they would do like a rando 90s music festival. Like for me, basically. Yeah, yeah. And for everyone else who was like me, that's like, you know what? Can we collect all those people and throw them at a festival that people mm-hmm. can go to? Yeah. I've been I've been going to see a lot of 80s bands lately. Hmm. I saw the Psychedelic Furs last night and I saw New Order nice. uh, like a month ago. And cool. Uh, it, I don't know. It is cool, but they're old. Yeah. They're old. Mm-hmm. And I don't know their music as well because I am not an 80s baby. I mean, I'm an 80s baby, but like, not yeah. You know, I didn't listen to that music. My mom didn't listen to that music. So, like, I know of it. I know the hits, right? I know the one or two that you're like, yeah, this is the jam. And the rest of the concert goes on. And you're like, I don't know. Everyone else is having a great time. You're just like, mm. it's music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's. As I was like standing there last night watching all these people have the time of their life mm. while I was like, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was trying to think about what melody, where would, what music would you be like this energy, this level? Like I know every song I yeah. am like jamming out. I am, I am, this is the time of my life. Right. And equally there could be a ton of younger or older people being there being like, okay, mm-hmm. this is, this is the job. This is it. Like nineties, very specifically like 94 to like 99 probably mm-hmm. is a chunk of time where I'm like, pick any band, any band at that time. And like, take me to that show. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh- going to, I'm so even have- like Bush, you'd go see Bush and have the yes. time of your life. Yeah. What about bare naked ladies? Maybe. Probably. Chumba Wumba. Isn't that, the, is that the band yeah, or the song? Chumba Wumba for <laughs> sure. I would go. I would go. There's no, I really do believe that like, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, it's, I'm asking myself this because I've now been asked to see Love and Rockets. Do you know who Love and Rockets is? I feel like that's a name that I, know, I recognize, but I don't know. it's another 80s band i have friends that like 80s music obviously it's another 80s band and i look them up and i know one song Mm. right and these people are jazzed to go see them and i will maybe go but Mm. i'm like i don't know because i don't i just i don't but chumbawamba (laughs) no no okay it depends on the price (laughs) it depends on the price of the ticket let's be real but if you put them into, again, what I'm asking for, calling all <laughs> people who can do uh, music festivals, if you did a 90s music festival, very specifically, like, we're bringing back anybody who's still playing <laughs> <laughs> from the 90s to this 90s festival, I would spend all the money and go to every show and have a fucking blast. Yeah, that's fair. But not every band, you're right. But a lot. Bush is like a great example of someone like, I know Bush is bad. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't not, go to that though. I yeah. did not know that when I was 16. Yeah. So I showed that one of my boyfriends made fun of me for being a fan of Bush. 
And I remember being like, why are you making fun of me? <laughs> and he was like, you have two. <laughs> and so you've like been fighting against that narrative your entire life since <laughs> you're like I, mean, I will not have terrible taste in music <laughs> well I will say he also introduced me to Radiohead so oh, yeah he is a pivot point you know yeah I'm but like, part of that pivot milestone. point <laughs> part of that pivot point was him being like you like Bush <laughs> I mean be like yeah yeah and him basically being like no <laughs> I'm gonna help you I'm gonna help you he introduced me to great music. Yeah. But it was the first time I'd ever had anyone uh, judge my music uh, choices. Mm. What was the first time someone judged your music choices? Do you remember oh, this? Oh, yeah. Mine's clear. Yeah. I mean, I was the youngest of three kids and every choice I made was ridiculed literally on anything. Music. That makes sense. Television. That makes sense outfits yeah. you had built-in judges you had yeah. built-in people who were like there was literally but, not a day in my life that I was not criticized for something <laughs> but I always like I like I feel like it would be great to have siblings like older siblings for that reason because if you get to like you get a glimpse into like people older than you and you get all this like good filtered down right music oh, movies yeah. tv that whatever like yeah I don't know you have someone who's like I listen to the bush. Yeah. Here's the radio head. Just do this instead. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely true. Like I listened to Nirvana and smashing pumpkins because my sister did. Yeah. And then I, I, I think it was Radiohead that my brother listened to and cake was cake around at that time. I don't yeah, know. It was it feels like they it were was. around. Cake was definitely around cake, a uh, bucket list. would love to see cake. Yeah. Tried to. Didn't get into that show. I thought you were there when we saw them. Were you not there? No. Oh, we saw them in Dallas one time. Yeah, that was the show. I believe it. it At the Palladium. Let's let's figure this out real quick. Wait, was that a cake show? (laughs) (laughs) I remember Sean said that he had tickets to a cake show. Mm. Then they sold out, so I couldn't go. Oh, Sean was definitely there. So that must have been the thing. Cause yeah, that was the that was when we had just moved back to Dallas and I won tickets to three concerts from the radio station. And I and so I picked Devendra Banhart, Cake, and Thievery Corporation and Massive Attack. They played uh, together at the Palladium. And Cake yeah, I didn't get to one. see any of those. Oh damn. I'm sorry. Eek. Yeah, eek. So they're great. They're great live. Anyways, congratulations on seeing cake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of 90s, though, what I was going to tell you is that um, I support your 90s music festival idea. And I was reminded as you were talking about it that um, I guess a couple of years back for Thanksgiving, we were hanging out with so my brother-in-law um, and he's younger than us um, by about 10 years. And so we um, thought it would be fun to turn on the music videos um like the 90s billboard charts um the 90s music video scene was so solid i mean so it was it was really incredible to watch those top song music videos speaking of alanis morissette who's already come up in this conversation like golly where'd you find it where'd you find this like youtube i think it's just youtube Yeah. yeah okay but it's a good it's a good night uh, like if you wanted to have like a little house gathering and just queue up the nineties videos. Yeah. That's what I always wanted to do. Actually, <laughs> I, think, I think there's a period of time where that's what I did. Um, <laughs> there's nothing better. I mean, nineties, I don't know. I do love the nineties music. I, and I do realize that it is a time for me. It is like a time and place thing. It brings me back to high school. I don't know, mm-hmm. which I don't, didn't like high school at the time. Boy, howdy. So I like the music. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a great music era for sure. It's so good, which I'm sure that everyone thinks that of their era. Of the, you know? Yeah. That they're coming of age time, right? Like yeah, whatever their high school four years were, they're yeah. like, oh, this was like a time and place. And yeah, you, you know, and they're correct for them. Yeah. Um, but I am just personally very glad that mine was the nineties. 
I'm proud of all of the social and political and nonconformist stuff that happened in that era. Um, I feel like the the aughts brought in pretty quickly and and new like the grunge the grunge like alternative whatever this kind of time we're talking about was very short-lived hopefully very influential but did you watch that documentary about the 1999 Woodstock was it 99 did it was I watched it wow it's hard it's brutal and did you remember that happening in the in real time I do I remembered hearing about it and I remembered I remembered specifically actually the like the toilet situation that they mentioned where like yeah that's what I remember I did not watching that documentary I don't think I realized the level of depravity like how far it really fucking went Mm -hmm. at the time I think at Mm -hmm. the time it was just like oh they tried to do Woodstock it failed there wasn't even toilets you know like and it was like kind of grossed out but like so it was more of an infrastructure failure yeah which is the case but I didn't remember how bad it got yeah you know I didn't I didn't either and um thinking back on that era I think it was around the same time that all those like MTV spring breaks were happening and all these like grotesque displays of like well that was sexuality that was like from this time right like so like from 94 to like 97, 98, basically there was this like, maybe even earlier, I don't know if I'm getting my dates right, but like, it was definitely like early, like mid early nineties yeah. mm-hmm. to like 97, let's call it yeah. 98. There was this sort of like grunge era of like, we're pushing back against the excess of the like eighties pop, whatever. I mean, but like, there was like a, a little bit of like, we're all going to get like, we're not going to care about the like frou-frou shit. We're going to get introspective. We're going to like, and then, and then we have this pivot back to like hyper-masculinity, you know, women are really just about being an object mm-hmm. and it's so sudden. It's interesting that each new thing is just like a swing. It's like a pendulum, mm-hmm. you know, it's like. Mm-hmm. Well, we're fighting against this now, so we're fighting against this. Yeah. It's also in this music. You can feel it and see it. Yeah. You know? And in the culture surrounding that music. But like, yeah. if you think about like, that's at the time that the impeachment of President Clinton was happening. And so all of that Monica Lewinsky stuff was going on at the same yeah. time, right? Yeah. It's like all of those things coincide in that way. Um, and of course, that's all beyond like the era of this album that we're talking about. But this is like, part of that the the trigger for those later 90s things that yeah this was a it was an interesting time and I I've been trying to like figure out what what do you call this like there was this like segment of time where like female fronted bands that were you know alternative rock felt like there was like it was just everywhere you know and I and I appreciate that time I mean I I like female voices I like to listen to you know, female artists, and you had so many in that time that were like popular and maybe a little more alternative, but like they were all kind of like angry women being like, no, we can do what you can do yeah. <laughs> in the music world, you know? Yeah. You know, taking over their sound, right? Where they were yeah. previously like held to pr- like producer standards or label standards or something. They were like a that. voice as yeah. opposed to an artist. Yep. Yeah. You know? And this is kind of the era where they are. And I honestly, I think garbage sits on the edge of that because I certainly think a lot of, based on what I've read, that they, you know, they wrote their own songs and like they were art- artistically motivated in creating this, this concept in this band. But at the same time, they're very produced, right? So they're, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily get the same feeling from them as I do someone like Alanis Morissette, right? Who yeah. it's, it's gritty in the way that you can tell is more, this is a produced version of but it's almost like that thing was coming up and they real like the studio people realized it and were like okay let's we're gonna we're gonna find these people too and like yeah have our version yeah yeah Yeah. good old capitalism at work would you recommend this album to somebody (laughs) <laughs> I have I have thoughts on this. Uh, I wrote my thoughts. I said, uh, yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't really think this album is relevant 
now. Yeah. I don't think it was relevant, that relevant at the time. I mean, we've, we've kind of already discussed why, like, I do think that it was a popular version of a thing that was happening for Mm -hmm. sure. There was like a wave of this and this was like an example of a thing in that wave, but not the best. I think that it was popular and it was fun and it was Mm -hmm. like neat. So no, I said, I'd only recommend it to someone making a film about teenage girls in the (laughs) nineties. Yeah, that's it. If someone was like, I'm making a TV show or a movie or writing a book or like, I'm trying to like dive into the world and the mindset of young women in the nineties, like teenage girls, college, whatever. Like, I'd be like, cool. This is one of many that I would recommend you listen to. But I don't think I'd recommend it outside of that. I don't, I, there's no one I can think of like, if you're that garbage album. <laughs> Stellar. What about you? I mean, I'm guessing no. No, I mean, I think I would include some songs on a playlist. Yeah, yeah. it didn't change anything. It did not introduce anything. It's just one of many. Yeah, but it was enjoyable for I was sure. Gonna say, which probably begs many people to ask, Melody, why did you choose this album? <laughs> I go back to Yellow Jackets and I thought of my, my friend Susie and I was like, oh, this is like, this is my high school. Mm-hmm. You know, this is Young Melody. And that was it. That was, it was literally just like, I saw it and I immediately was like, emotional connection. This was a thing for me. Let's go. And then I listened to it and I was like, Meh. <laughs> <laughs> It's also a good reminder that like, you don't have to love every single thing that an artist puts out there. There can be something that strikes a chord in a moment that resonates with you and, or that just like hits you in a way that like makes you feel alive. And that's enough. Like, it doesn't have to be some grandiose thing of like, Oh, this is the best artist that ever lived. And they were active from 95 to 2005 and they're the best. And I saw it doesn't have to be groundbreaking. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't have to be groundbreaking. It doesn't have to be like, changes music and this type of music forever it's like no no, it was just a piece of work that resonated in a time and place yeah for who I was in that moment yeah so and like revisiting that brought up all those things brought up all those memories and then I could critique them and be like but not that great (laughs) yeah yeah uh like I def struggled with my top five I was like, <laughs> okay, let's is go there, there a top five? I don't know. <laughs> are there five songs that are worth including on a top five? LOL. I mean, you have to have one. There's, yeah. I, I don't know, nine songs on this album, 10? You can for sure pick out five of them that are top. <laughs> but in an order, maybe. Okay. There's a lot of, there's a lot of scribbles on my, a lot of like, no, no, maybe not. No, maybe, I don't know. Okay. And uh, are we I'm, doing after your Daria reference? I'm feeling pretty good. Are we doing a reverse order or like one to five? Like, what did we do last time? I like doing a five to one, like okay. starting at the like and then getting to the yeah. That's what I think. But okay, that's how I did it in my order. Top five, five to one. All right. You go first. Okay. Great. So as I said, I did struggle with this. I made a lot of changes. I did re-listen many times. So number five is Vow. Vow is a little bit more of a like power play angsty kind of song where I'm pretty sure this is the one where she's like, I, I remember that there, there are references to like Joan of Arc and Jesus Christ. Yeah. Joan of Arc mm-hmm. coming back for more. Yeah. It's just like a general power song. I would say like a, like a girl being like, no, it's not about you. It's about me. Right. Like taking agency, taking power and control over a situation. Um, it's all of the songs I feel are f- slightly problematic throughout my list. So like understand that. I think that like, oh, this album is slightly problematic in the sense that like the first line of this, I can't use what I can't abuse, right? Like everything is very like yeah. dark and like kind of manipulating and like. It's like ragey. It's it's, it's very, very ragey. It's, yeah. it's, and I think it is very like, it 
it comes from a place of like, I am tired of being treated as this thing or this person, right? And like, as like an object of a woman and whatever, and maybe being too forceful in the outswing of being like, it's kind of revenge-esque, you know, like a very like, no, I'm going to come back, right? Like I'm going to be really mad and I'm going to be really angry. Um, But then the weird thing is it's still kind of cute in a way. (laughs) Like I'm mad and I'm going to fucking destroy you, but also uh, I got perfect eyeliner and I look adorable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're welcome. But yeah, it's, it's a fun, I think I really like the lyrics, the references of Joan of Arc and Christ coming back from war, coming back from the dead or like, this is a very, like, I'm coming back. Like you can't stop me down. I'm, I'm doing my thing. Mm. And I like that. So that's number five. I'll just chime in to say like I don't remember what that song sounds like at all because I haven't listened to the album enough but I wrote down notes as I was listening and that is that falls into the section of my notes where I wrote yes 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 Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm yeah but it didn't make my top five because I don't remember anything about the sound but it Mm. it moved me at, at upon listening to it you know so yeah 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 what's your top five what's your number uh number five I put not my idea. Okay. Um, but what's funny is that looking back at my notes on the first time I listened to that song, I wrote, what the fuck is this? So I'm not sure why. I think it just, it made an impression. Um, That's higher on my list. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So maybe it's one of those, like the more you listen to it, the more you're into it. So it's your number five. Great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I can't tell you more about it, but yeah, that's good. I guess. Uh, my number four is stupid girl. Mm. I like of the, the, the popular songs, number one crush is my favorite of the three we've already discussed. I think that only happy when it rains is I like, annoys me when I hear it. It's like the one song on this entire album. I like skip 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 I don't care I don't want to listen to it I'm kind of over it I hate it kind of but stupid girl I do enjoy listening to I think it's a nostalgia factor in a lot of ways I kind of hate that it's like the the like girl against girl angry girl bitchy thing that Mm -hmm. I'm not I don't want to be a mean girl you know so I struggled to put it on a top five for that reason because I'm like I don't really want to promote that thing um but this is the album we're dealing with so it's number four we have uh realistic expectations about this yeah. top five We've, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, they're, yeah they're lower than than they're, what we might what we use for anything else <laughs> <laughs> yeah you may be like i would never listen to almost any of these songs again but my top five <laughs> okay so my number four is as heaven is wide oh okay talk to me about it does it make um, me list? know the song well i i can't tell you what the song sounds like right now <laughs> as heaven is wide that's all i remember uh, that's, that's great all I remember that. um i wrote down it's a banger and that's when i tur- when it turned into a dance party for me oh something in between heaven is wide into not my idea so does that make any sense at all or no um the thing is i i mean i it's it's weird because this is why i struggled with making a top five is that i do i like like or love like all of these songs equally almost like i would not recommend this album we've already discussed that however when i listen to the album i remember all the lyrics i remember the notes like i i could i could like play the song for you i could just sing it right now i could like ding 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 you know like i mm-hmm, could do it mm-hmm. so like every song is like kind of on the same it's like mm-hmm. yeah it's a good song yeah it didn't make my top five but it's a really good song yeah mm-hmm. i think that's that song yeah, and then going album. going into the other one is where i started to actually enjoy it you know like that's where it was starting to be like oh this is a good listen you know yeah all right so what's your um where are we three three milk me too yeah i love this song yeah i almost put it as my number two um it's a you know we like even the last 
podcast we talked about like i love a longing song i love a song about longing i love like a like just like a lady longing i don't know i'm into it um it's very different than the rest of the album yeah you know it 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 takes a, a, a tonal turn and it's it is one of the few that i feel like i could just listen to that song again many many times you know mm-hmm. so it's your, your number three too yeah Nice. Yes, I agree. It's kind of a palate cleanser at the end of the album for me. It's like, yeah. And I didn't like, I'm going to be gentle here, but I did not like the three songs leading up to Milk. They were just kind of throwaways for me. And so I feel like after Stupid Girl, I kind of checked out and Milk is what was like, oh wait, we're still like, yeah, here's your your closer to send you off kind of a thing. And it was a nice, yeah, it was, I think it was the right last song for this album you don't have to be gentle those three songs are not in my top five (laughs) okay good (laughs) i thought they were trash they're trash (laughs) they're like filler they're just like i don't know get me to the end yeah um like we were told we had to have 10 songs 12 songs on this album yeah and when you're listening to it i mean i you almost check out i think that's why i struggled to get through this album for even this i was like what and then milk comes on and like every time i'm like oh fuck yeah Mm -hmm. i do love milk Mm -hmm. my number two is not my idea oh yeah my idea of a good time Mm -hmm. and again fun rager song it's like a like a stomp around like feel powerful before you go out kind of song, mm-hmm. you know? And that's really the music more than the lyrics for me, but it's got like a a push forward beat to it. That's like, it's ragey, but it's fun. Yeah, it feels powerful. Yeah, to it. it definitely makes you move. Yeah. Yeah. My number two is Stupid Girl. Huh. Um, yeah. Cool. I, I really like the song. I again it's nostalgia of course but i also just think it's such a catchy riff the chorus i mean just that alone can apply to so many different situations you could sing the chorus in a lot of different contexts and be quite satisfied with it yeah (laughs) and so that's that's just a nice thing to have in your back pocket to just like when a situation happens and you have a little Mm-mm-mm. you know yeah. like oh that bitch in the parking lot nearly hit me Mm-mm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know I yeah know. yeah stop being um, a stupid girl yeah yeah so that's kind of fun <laughs> it is it is very catchy it is a lot of fun mm-hmm. like i agree i guess we know what our number one is do we both have queer yes yeah it's, it's the, best the best one yeah yeah it's the yeah. best song it is um And it's the one in re-listening to it the very first time that when it came on, I did like a little squeal. Like I was like, Mm. like I viscerally remembered how good the song was and then listened to it. And it's the one that I make sure I listen to every time I listen to this album now. And then I like skip Mm. forward and be like, okay, got to finish this. Uh, So I do love that the people who made Daria are with us on that. They're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is the song. This is a... It seems very familiar from like the teenage years. The style of the music is very, I wouldn't say referential because I really don't think it's referring to any particular thing, but, but yeah, it's, it's great. It's very enjoyable. And again, I think it's different from the rest of the album. Yeah. It's not as like angry. It does feel a little more like it's still based in power, right? Like it's still based in like. I am setting my own thing, but it's not as angry as the other ones are. Mm-hmm. It's just more about being like the the best of whatever, you know, and like owning your weirdness. I think mm-hmm. is part of it, right? Like it's like owning your weirdness and being the ultimate version of that, which I mean, again, harkening back to my own high school life, I remember kind of relishing being alternative, being mm-hmm. odd, being like, a nerd or a freak or whatever right like in that time and space you could be you could like find power in that and I think it's through this kind of music where you were like yeah I'm a band nerd that nobody likes and I mean I remember I called our own lunch table the reject table 
and I meant it as like a term of endearment, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I legit was like, no, 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 we're like, we're the table that's just like the people that nobody else wants. Yeah. We're not part of any clique and therefore we are just like people hanging out at a table and being like cool with each other and that's okay and fine. Um, and not even fine, but like good and something to celebrate Yeah, in a very ironic 90s way, reject table. And this song does that, right? It's like, you know, it's like literally like I am the the most version of that thing that you want to call me. It's like, you want to say I'm this, but like, yeah, I am that, but I'm like the most version of that. I'm like, yeah. take power in that. I'm, I am the thing that you think I am and I am claiming it. And I very much resonate with that song, particularly at that time in my life. Yeah. To this yeah. day though, really, I'm like, yeah, what, you think I'm this? Yeah, I am, what? Uh, so yeah, number one, best song. Yeah, best song on the album. I wish that um, everything you just said is like not at all how I experienced that era of my life. <laughs> So like, I did not find confidence in my weird, like quirkiness or anything like that, you know? So I love that. Um, maybe had I listened to the album at that time. Had you right? listened to queer. Yeah. You would have been like, oh, wait. I, I could be like, the, yeah. I the best in. version of, of whatever weird thing I am. Yeah. Um, uh- <laughs> did you have a reject table? So we always went off campus for lunch or I went but home even or in I'm... sophomore, like in high school, you didn't have to go to the cafeteria. You could go wherever and you just left. I'm pretty even sure you weren't of age to like drive or anything. But yeah, you we, still... I don't remember eating in the cafeteria at, at the high school. I might've done it, but I it's like all it. I did. And then when we did get to go off campus, it was like special. I'm really curious now to, to try to figure out what I did my sophomore year for lunch. I'm pretty sure I probably just like brought my lunch and ate with my friends, you know, yeah. on campus or went with someone who was, cause like my sister was in, a senior when I was a sophomore. So, right. so you had a person you could always be like, Hey, I'm coming with you. Yeah. Obviously. And I, I remember many times we would go home for lunch. We would watch a TLC during our lunch break, a wedding story what you have you ever seen this show I don't think so yeah it's basically just a 30 minute episode uh of someone getting married (laughs) definitely not my vibe (laughs) this explains why your tv knowledge is so much bigger than mine because I did not get to do that I did not get to leave and go hang out and watch tv that was not I had to eat in the cafeteria with my reject table friends. I wish I had been at that table. I mean, I will tell you it was enjoyable. I do love, I do love my, like, I loved my table. I really enjoyed being different. I think, but I do think that the music of the time and like what was happening in the culture of the time, like allowed for you to be like really leaning into being weird. So like the fact that you were just like naturally weird was like, yeah, no, it's cool. This is my season, you know? <laughs> well, what a great album that I picked. <laughs> yeah, real so good, good, solid. You know what? Blame it on Yellow Jackets. But also, a lot of places. check out Yellow Jacket. Did you have any uh, bonus tracks? I only had three. Okay, great. Know? Let's hear them. I mean, one is Romeo plus Juliet soundtrack. Yeah, yes, that was mine. It's got number one crush, but also it's got every other fucking banger hit on that soundtrack. It's great. Yeah. Check it out. Love it. It's great. Yeah. I did Poe. Hello. Yeah. Obviously. Companion it- album. Yeah. And then Hole, also like grungy yep. lady, but like, yep. yeah. Still in that vein. Like, if you like this, uh, you like Hole. Celebrity, yeah. I believe, is the album. Yeah. Right. Nicely done. Okay. So this was a solid B minus album. I think that's accurate. Yeah, yeah right? That's a I good think, rating. B yeah. minus. Yeah. Uh future one will be good. I'll be better. I'm sorry about this. This one was one. good. This was good. It was necessary. It is part of what we're gonna have to do. And I did choose it partly because like you can't they can't all be bangers you know yeah because that's not my cd collection (laughs) all right they're not all going to be bangers but yeah thank you for listening thanks for listening y'all
and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. The queerest of the queer, the strangest of the strange, the coldest of the cool, the lamest of the lame, the dumbest of the dumb. I hate to see you here. Choke behind a smile, the fake behind the fear. The queerest of the queer.